listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana, heard worldwide on jazz radio, WETF.org. My name is John Clark, and this is the Jazz Focus, and thank you for joining us again this week. We are going to be listening to some early bebop recordings. Not super early, but I guess early to mid-bebop recordings, and they are in common because they involve, and for the most part are led by, the drummer Kenny Clark. Kenny Kluke Clark was born in Pittsburgh in 1914. He was a swing-era drummer, but with very definite modernist inclinations, and it's been suggested that his nickname of Kluke may have uh, added to the uh, rhythmic feel of bebop. He may have gotten that uh, name from some of his innovations, uh, dropping bombs and offbeat accents and so forth. He had played with a number of Harlem bands in the 1930s and uh, various musicians. He recorded with people as diverse as Sidney Bechet and Edgar Hayes, and uh, later on played with uh, Louis Armstrong and uh, a number of big bands. Uh, Teddy Hill was another one that he uh, played with. It was a significant association that was there that he met 
uh, or began playing regularly, I should say, with Dizzy Gillespie and started uh, investigating some of his more modern uh, ideas. It was uh, his acquaintance with Teddy Hill, the band leader, that led him to become the music director slash coordinator at uh, the club in Harlem called Mittens. And that is usually considered to be one of the birthplaces of bebop. A lot of the young black musicians went there to do jam sessions after hours and so forth, and they could always be assured of a drink and a meal from Teddy Hill, who had retired from playing at that point and was just running the club. Uh, And they developed their ideas. Some of the regular members of the Mittens crew under Kenny Clark were Thelonious Monk, Joe Guy, occasionally uh, Bud Powell, Roy Eldridge stopped in, Don Bias, uh, many, many other players in there as well. So we just heard two sides that he did under his own name with his 52nd Street Band. Uh, This was recorded initially for Victor, although it was released under the Swing label a little bit later on in Europe. It was done on September 5th of 1946 in New York City, and the uh, personnel was kind of an all-star bebop group, Young Turks, I guess you'd have to say. On trumpets, we have Fats Navarro and Kenny Dorham, and they are featured on different numbers. Sonny Stitt played alto sax. Ray Abramson, who was playing with the Dizzy Gillespie band at the time, was playing tenor. Uh, Eddie DeVertois was a baritone sax player who appears on some of these early bebop uh, sides. Bud Powell on piano, John Collins on guitar, Al Hall on bass, and Kenny Clark on drums. And we heard, to begin with, Epistrophe, which is credited to Thelonious Monk. Uh, Probably many of these compositions from this period were uh, collectively uh, arrived at, and uh, whoever was closest, I suppose, got his name on it, although it certainly has a lot of the hallmarks of Thelonious Monk's style. It had been recorded uh, a little bit earlier by Cootie Williams' band, uh, but Powell was in that group at the time. Then after that, we heard uh, what was a Dizzy Gillespie classic, Ubop Shabam, using some of the uh, scat syllables that the uh, bebop players uh, used. We heard a good uh, guitar solo on Epistrophe. Uh, Bebop from this period was not noted for its use of guitars, but uh, here John Collins makes his presence felt. We're going to play the other two tunes from that set at the end of the program, so we'll get to that in due time. We're going to start the next set out with four tunes that Clark recorded for uh, the actual swing label while he was in Paris, I believe with Dizzy Gillespie's band. He actually moved to Paris uh, for the late part of the 40s and early part of the 50s before he uh, returned for a little while uh, to overcome a drug problem in the United States and then went back to Paris in the 60s and 70s and passed away uh, in Europe in 1985. This band features uh, some somewhat lesser-known bebop players. Uh, As I said, from March 2nd of 1948, we have Benny Bailey on trumpet, John Brown, who is one of Charlie Parker's less-known but very uh, effective followers. Sometimes his playing uh, could be mistaken if you don't listen too carefully. Uh, Cecil Payne plays baritone sax. He was one of the two or three great Barry players in this style. Uh, Ralph Chacron plays piano. He was a French musician, I believe. Al McKibben on bass, and of course, Kenny Clark on drums. And we're going to hear four tunes. We're going to hear two Charlie Parker tunes, Confirmation and Cheryl, followed by J. Mac and Listen Here. After that, we're going to go to a different date, a 1949 date uh, for Century, and we're going to hear Conglomeration. I'll tell you who the personnel is when we get to that point. So that's our set coming up, Kenny Clark and his various groups. Confirmation, Cheryl, J. Mac, Listen Here, and Conglomeration. (音楽) ¶¶ 
Here's some interesting early bebop sides by players who were not at the top rank, I guess you'd have to say, if not in uh, uh, abilities, but in notoriety. No Dizzy Gillespie's or Charlie Parker's on here, um, but a lot of their followers creating some very interesting and accomplished music in a very early date. So we started out with four tunes from the recording date for Swing, the uh, album in Paris, uh, album label I should say, by a band that was largely drawn from the Dizzy Gillespie Orchestra of the time. They had gone over to play in Paris, uh, this being in March, March 2nd of 1948, and we heard... Uh, Benny Bailey on trumpet. He was obviously a Dizzy Gillespie follower. He later relocated permanently to Paris, played with the Clark Boland Band, which was co-led by Kenny Clark, and uh, kept recording up until the early 2000s. He had a very long life. Ed did Cecil Payne on baritone sax. Uh, he's generally considered to be the best of the bebop Barry players. He had played alto and done some swing recordings before he joined Dizzy Gillespie's band in the late 1940s and quickly came to be associated with the style. We're going to be doing a podcast on his recordings coming up at some point. We also heard John Brown on alto sax. He was the, I believe, lead alto, actually he was the second alto player in the Dizzy Gillespie band. Howard Johnson was the lead alto player. He had uh, played with Gillespie in the Teddy Hill band and he was not a bebop soloist, but Brown was. Uh, not a well-known player. You, you can see him solo on the film that uh, was done of the Gillespie band Jiven and Bebop from about 1947, and he took some excellent solos, particularly uh, on J-Mac. Then we heard the French pianist Ralph Chacron and Al McKibben on bass from the Gillespie Band, along with Kenny Clark. And the tunes we heard were Confirmation, which is associated with Charlie Parker, was actually a composition of Dizzy Gillespie's. Cheryl, the blues tune by Charlie Parker, which was presented in a very complicated and frankly strange arrangement with a counter melody done by uh, the baritone sax and trumpet. It made me think several times that I had had two recordings superimposed one on the other, but that's the way they wrote it. Uh, it doesn't work particularly well, but uh, it's an interesting idea anyway. Then we heard two Kenny Clark tunes, J-Mac and Listen Here. We continued that session with the next date we're going to cover from January 25th of 1949. This was originally recorded for Century Records, but Century went out of business and they were uh, issued on Savoy. Uh, Savoy bought up the masters of some of the Century uh, recording dates. And this features a kind of an odd group. We heard the tune Conglomeration, by the way. Many of these are Kenny Clark compositions. We heard on trumpet Kenny Dorham, who was on the first set, and he'll be coming back a little bit later. Uh, on French horn, Julius Watkins, one of the few really first-rate jazz French horn players, and he was uh, a bebopper through and through. On tenor sax, we heard Billy Mitchell, who later became much better known for playing with Count Basie's band in the 1950s. 
On vibraphone and piano, we heard Milt Jackson, and when he's playing vibraphone, Kenny Dorham sat down and played piano, so very versatile band there. Curly Russell on bass and Kenny Clark on drums, and as I said, the tune we heard was Conglomeration. This was a particularly... Uh, well-run and efficient recording date uh, usually only had four tunes. Uh, here we had six and fairly complicated material uh, with some features for the individual members of the band. So the next set will have five tunes from that date. Uh, we're going to hear Bruz, B-R-U-Z, maybe it's Bruise, I don't know. You Go to My Head, the great standard by uh, Coots and Gillespie. Roll'em Bags, a feature for Milt Jackson. We're going to hear a, uh, a version of the ballad Don't Blame Me with a different melody, which they called Faultless. And then we're going to hear Hey Frenchie to wind up the, uh, the set. And we're going to hear quite a lot of good French horn playing, especially towards the end on Hey Frenchie by Julius Watkins. So this is Kenny Clark, uh, Kenny Clark and his band, Bruise, you, you Go to My Head, Roll'em Bags, Faultless, and Hey Frenchie. <laughs> Thank you. 
So we played the balance of the uh, Kenny Clark session recorded for Century and later released on Savoy from January 25th of 1949. We heard uh, Bruise, B-R-U-Z, Bruise, whatever, and that featured a pretty standard bebop uh, line. I think that was a Kenny Clark tune. Uh, Kenny Durham on trumpet, Billy Mitchell on tenor sax, Julius Watkins on French horn, who's featured heavily through this session, very, very accomplished player. Milt Jackson played vibraphone and piano, and when he was playing vibes, uh, we heard Kenny Durham on piano, Curly Russell on bass, and Kenny Clark on drums. And after Bruce, we heard a nice, uh, Milt Jackson feature on You Go to My Head. Then, Roland Bags, Bags being Mill Jackson's nickname, was again kind of a, a bebop blues line, some good Billy Mitchell in there. Then, uh, a ballad performance based on the changes of Don't Blame Me, We Heard Faultless, and that was a big French horn feature, as was the next one, appropriately titled Hey Frenchie, uh, all with uh, the focus very firmly on Julius Watkins. Then we had some time, so I threw in uh, a tune that was released under Howard McGee's name, the trumpeter, Howard McGee, and the tune was Maggie's Draw, his own tune. That was recorded for Swing in Paris around the same time in May, May 14th of 1948, and that featured, in addition to the leader on trumpet, uh, Jimmy Heath on alto sax playing the first solo, uh, the French player Hubert Fall on the second alto solo, Jesse Powell played tenor, John Lewis, who was uh, at the time with the Dizzy Gillespie Band on piano, Curly Russell again on bass, uh, John Collins on guitar, he didn't get to solo on that one, and Kenny Clark on drums. And there were three other tunes from that session we're going to save for another podcast coming up. Some good tenor playing, especially on that. So I hope you've enjoyed this program. This is the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and we are here together on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana, heard worldwide on Jazz Radio, WETF.org. We're going to finish up with uh, the remaining two tunes from the first session, the session we began with uh, about an hour ago, from September 5th of 1946, recorded for Victor in New York and released in Europe on the Swing label. Uh, We have Kenny Clark and his 52nd Street Boys. Just a reminder of the personnel, Fats Navarro and Kenny Durham on trumpets, Sonny Stitt on alto, Ray Abramson on tenor, Eddie DeVertois on baritone sax, Bud Powell on piano, John Collins on guitar, Al Hall on bass, and Kenny Clark on drums. And the two tunes we're going to hear are Royal Roost and a tune occasionally uh, uh, attributed to Thelonious Monk called 52nd Street, the 52nd Street theme, in fact. So thank you very much. Tune in again next week.
Thank you.